Welcome back to Super Tuesday Recap. It's your host, Chris, here with Ro and Deepom. And we are here to review episode four of season one of Moon Knight, The Tomb. Mark and Steven must find a balance as supernatural threats ahead look to stop them. What did you guys think of this episode? Don't everybody go at once. Ro, I'm trying to be polite here. Come on. She's muted. <laughs> I appreciate you. I was muted. My bad. Um, <laughs> I'm just sitting over here chatting my little face off. Nothing. I really like episode four. Um, I think it did a fantastic way of bringing everything that we've been seeing, all these little pieces through the first three episodes and then putting them in a completely different context. I love that it refers and leans right in to uh, the comics talking about his time as a superhero in New York without actually talking about those comics. Um, I think it's it, it's just really well balanced. It's like, am I, aren't I? It's like to have a line from Ethan Hawke's character, Haro, say it's all a matter of context and perspective and have the camera zoom in on like his cane and then mm-hmm. slide to the mirror rather than down to the floor to his feet. This whole This whole episode was like, the symbolism, the imagery, the bigger metaphor, all the little itty bitty pieces all came together. And we got to be in our horror bag hardcore. So I, I, I love I love letting us see the Tomb Raider episode a, a, aspects of things. I love the walk through the catacombs. I, yeah, I'm a happy little black girl. My bad. Somebody else go. I could talk all day. I, I loved it. Uh, we'll talk about the ending at the end. But everything that got us there was fantastic. It was always forward, a lot of forward. There was a lot of standing and talking in the last couple episodes. Mm-hmm. And this had constant forward momentum. This had a, a goal to be achieved. This had a great twist with Alexander the Great. And I know we've all seen the articles online where they're confirming Easter eggs from episode three, which means my eyes are open to see if there's going to be any of the uh, Rama touch of it all. Um, in this one, there was nothing clear to me so far, but at the same time, once you're delving into this kind of history and people like conquerors, there are a lot of connections that can be easily made. Yeah, um, that was one of the things that I know I haven't released it yet. We did record our character corner and I brought it up there because I was like, mm. after we finished episode three and we did all that, you know, the speculation, you know, people were talking about Doom and stuff like that. I kicked myself right after. I was like, oh shit, why didn't we talk about Kang? Because, like, that's it's, it's right there, right? We literally have Kang already in these, and we know they're not afraid of putting him already into the Disney Plus shows. So I'm like, yeah, that's right there. Right. It's, it's literally right there. So I actually thought that that was where they were going to go even more into it. And so I was like, I was going to be so mad. Cause I was like, God damn it, why didn't we say something last episode? But they didn't. So I'm glad that that's still, and even if they don't, it is still something that at some point you can, you can, you can, um, you can tie into and you know there was that easter egg again they mentioned in episode three it's like a really hard to miss easter egg and if you could even yeah it's it's there but then it's also you know like yeah so but um yeah that was one of the things too is the kind of how they're they're throwing some of those easter egg and things in very subtly um and it's also playing on the idea we've talked about before how Marvel says they don't do origin stories anymore, but that's just because like they do them a different way, right? They give you, they're mm-hmm. like, okay, we'll fill the gaps in as we go along, but we're also telling you, yeah, this character's not new. They've been doing this for a while, but you know, it's new to you, so we're going to give you some of this information as we go along. So I think yeah. that, the way they do that is really well. I, I think that. Um... I think one of the things that I think we've all said it repeatedly that I'm enjoying about the episodic MCU is because they're taking the route and the path that leads to the the way less traveled, but it all still kind of comes together because it's still a connected sandbox. I think that if you look at the things that they're doing with Moon Knight and you see the up and down kind of response that people have to it, it speaks also to how people are still trying to relearn how to watch episodic TV outside of the binge model where you don't have to wait to see whether or not that theory you had about that episode is right because you can just roll into the next episode. I like how they play with people's sense of impatience. 
because there are a lot of people who are saying, oh, well, this it's a standalone show. It doesn't have anything to do with anything. Why does everybody always going to jump out here and have these series? Why can't you just enjoy this thing? And then it also leaves the other side of people who say, oh, well, these things are just surface. There's nothing to them because, you know, look how incestuous it is. But Moon Knight really proves that there's no such thing as a minor character, that there's no such thing as an, a story arc that doesn't have depth, and that there's no way that you can't take these stories and play into it and have it be a metaphor. I saw the Kang reference. I deliberately did not want to talk about that because we know we're getting him. Mm-hmm. You know, we already know that they have something in somewhere that they're going with Kang. And Deepon did mention Kang. He slid it in there real slick like. Because that's how you like to talking. do people. I just be, I just be talking. <laughs> you just be, yeah, you just be talking, but I keep my notes, Negro, because you're not going to get me again. <laughs> make me have to say every episode is your ass. It's right. You're not going to do this for my life, okay? I mean, I'll make my first pro picture in a shirt that says Z-Prom is always right, and the back it says, leave me alone about it. That's what'll be happening in my life if this keeps up. But, you know, I really like the way that you guys were talking about all the different things and the possibilities that existed about the parts of the sandbox that we don't really have clarity on. And I think that this episode giving us one way into the world through Steven and then jumping us into where the character in the asylum is Mark, Mm. you know, we've all, you know, and, and, and it's, it's a very smart move because it allows us to re-characterize or contextualize every person that we saw through Steven's perspective. His boss is here. The two agents are here. Uh, Crowley's here, the guy who's gold in the first episode. He's now the bingo caller. And he, in the comics, he's known to be an informant for Mark Spector. You know, B-22's call out possibly to the episode issue that talks about that. And it all leads into this thing to where again, leans into a line where Mr. Reasonable Harrow, I I started a cult and everybody seems cool with me killing him. (laughs) I can't help you if you don't want to save yourself. It's it's real slick. But it's slick in ways that leads to the multiverse that just brings me joy and delight. And obviously we're avoiding talking about the end because there's so much happens in front of it. But I did like how they played around with a lot of the stuff of the Egyptians and the setups. And it makes me really, really excited that the idea that Overvoid is going to have more of a meaning. The the duo who direct this say that the character who we get at the end of this is going to be vastly important in ways. So I also think the two of y'all's theory about who comes to the forefront for the last two episodes might be a hardcore uh yeah and i'm a little giddy with delight yeah well now i'm a little bit less trustful about who's coming forward the person who comes forward is he the one working with harrow is he the one like because he knows he's harrow seems to show up a lot of places they probably shouldn't and unless we're going with the True divinity route, which we may be doing that lean towards the end, as we saw at the end of this episode. Or we've got them all. And what's more, what's more, Moon Knight? He literally can't trust one aspect of himself. <laughs> we got a mole. It's me though, but I don't know what part of it is. I mean, I mean, you can't. I mean, let's be honest. Jake is kind of uh, it's kind of shady anyway. Where's I mean, this? when you when you when you when you have a when you got a baby with your girlfriend's wife and you don't even know about it, I mean, it's just, you can't trust yeah. Jake. I mean, Jake is. It's... <laughs> I mean, Y'all Jake can is, say yeah. trash. You can say Jake's Jake, trash. Jake, Jake is trash, you know. It's, you know it's uh, MCU like matches Chris. Malone is trash. It's like you mentioned, Chris, they're not doing origin stories anymore. Mm-hmm. And they gave us, like, Mark told the story of this episode. But if you look at the structure of this thing, this is. A typical superhero movie. This is Spider-Man Two when he loses his powers, he loses confidence. Like mm-hmm. there's no suit right now, and actually, he's him getting the suit back, and that's all. I like the structure is very much things that we know, but it's the loosest interpretation of that structure I think we've seen thus far. Right. I yeah. mean, you get a lot of this episode of it. Stephen kind of taking control. It's like, no, I'm 
you don't know, you, you know, Conchu's gone, and you said that I could be around when Conchu's gone, so, bye, Mark, why are you still here? And he's just like, you fucking asshole. <laughs> you know? But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I was like, he shouldn't have kissed Mark's wife. Uh, yeah, you, you, you kissed my wife. That was like, funny as shit. Yeah. Funny as shit. <laughs> well, he punched himself in the face. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then basically threw himself down. The, threw him, he threw himself yeah. down a hole, yo. <laughs> he threw himself down a hole. Like it's just this. <laughs> you know what? This this is some Fight Club <laughs> shit, yo. This is Fight Club shit when he was fighting himself. Like it's like, come on, dude. What are we doing? Really um, but I also like the fact that that's how they played to the romance aspect because mm-hmm. this could have gone in the direction to where they kind of try to go for those emotional beats that always feel out of place, especially when you're about to go through a Tomb Raider type of situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, that ill opportune thing, but I always like the fact that almost all of their homer, their humor beats are completely inappropriate. Like you know, the previously most funny funny scene is when Steven jumps in the body and gets stabbed through with a spear. He's like, nope, nope, I was wrong. Mm-hmm. You go, you can have it. And then you turn around this moment where you know he's trying to do what he can to win the award for guy who makes picks the worst time to tell somebody something really fucking important but he's also trying to make a move i was like these are some these are some just pitch perfect level changes to the, the energy and also really funny as hell but i think this is also you down his hole. yeah i think this is also something that and again going back to the not telling origin stories and how marvel has done this with with some of their mcu stuff right because we've talked about this when we when we complain about other studios who make these comic book films and we're talking about how they're not comic accurate and things like that. People think, oh, we want one-to-one shots from the comic. No, you're going to get those. Like every, even the bad movies have those one-to-one shots, but it's more along the lines of, you know, understanding the core of the characters, making changes for the times that are necessary. Because I think we mentioned this last week or I think we mentioned it last week during the episode uh, when we were reviewing, but Layla's Marlene. Right. And Marlene through the comics, when you read, is one of those poorly written female characters traditionally in comics. Right. And it's carried yes. throughout for a long time. They've changed uh-huh. it by making this character Marlene and taking a lot of those aspects of her, but giving her way more agency than she had in those comics that they were kind of stuck with for a long time. And so Marvel saw that and was like, all right, cool. Let's tell the story you want to tell. We can use the Marlene, some of the Marlene aspects of it, but make this a more fully formed, fully fleshed out character. And that's what they did here, you know? And it's so funny because when they do, when they give you the backstory about like, yeah, Margaret there when her father was died, but he didn't, he wasn't the one that, like that, that, that killed him. But he knew about it and then used that aspect to kind of get, you know, he's getting close to her through the aspect and her reacting the way you would expect a woman to react, not the way that she does in the comic. She's like, oh, well, you know, it is what it is. I guess I'm going to fall in love with you and go and, and, and be your sidekick going forward. Like, no, like, that's not, that's not a natural reaction to that shit. Her reaction of like, so that was how we met. That is how we became close. And you didn't tell me all these years? I'm your wife. Uh, That reaction is the natural reaction it should be. And so they're using the aspects of this to change it. And then her whole thing that she's a badass offer on her own. She doesn't need Stephen or Mark, right? She can make her own decisions and her own choices. And those are the things that they've changed, obviously. But the core of all the characters are still there. The core of who Mark is. The core of Stephen. The fact that she's even, you know, you can see that she she's softer around Steve. She she she's she's more attracted to Steven because Steven's like, you know, a nice guy, right? And that's kind of how the actress and the different parts of Mark, Steven, and Jake were in the comics as well. So they've changed some of these things, but they haven't changed the core. They haven't changed the core of the character. And these are the things that, you know, what we're asking for when we say, hey, modernize stuff. Because I think we brought this up last week, but like, there's a lot of those Moonlight comics that start on, uh, on Marvel Unlimited that start with the "Hey, uh, this comic might have um, negative depictions of certain people and certain things." Um, just know that we've we grown since then, right? We've grown since then. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, speaking to like pretty much everything you said, that's one of the reasons why I don't like it when people are adamant that we have to get stuck in the origin story loop. Mm-hmm. It doesn't give you room to recognize. Yeah, I said it. 
it doesn't really give you room to recognize that some of the 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 narrative tropes and themes or just the the, the way that you do it's not fun it's not fun on screen and it 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 doesn't give you anywhere to go like because you either end up filling in all the holes and trying to make everything right but still tell that origin story or you end up making characters that are absolutely reprehensible to a majority quite frankly of the people who might be watching your product like having women whose sole purpose on paper is to literally be stepped on and be the springboard to either a man getting better or simply getting where he needs to go with zero regard for the person whose foot, whose body his foot is on. That's not fun. And that's literally, it's, you're, it's, you're, you're, literally you're, you're literally explaining the Mark uh, Stephen relationship with Marlene. The cop. Like it, it's pretty, like we didn't cover a whole lot in the character corner because it, it's pretty bad when you read them. You're like, why you talk to her like that, Mark? Why you, mm-hmm. you're, you're literally using her for her body and you claim you love her, but the way you talk to her, or something, he's, he's like, there's a couple of comments I'm pretty sure it's like, damn you woman, why you speak out of turn? It's like, shouldn't you be in the kitchen? I'm like, what the fuck? Are we writing this yeah, shit down? Yeah, it's like, you feel like there's a couple of backhands happening outside of the panels we get, and I'm not, and it's, but, and I'm, I, I'm pretty, and to I be fair, I'm pretty sure, it. to be fair, I'm pretty sure there were a couple of backhands that were actually on panel two, but like, I'm just, just want to, just, just a weird, walk by those. <laughs> so we're clear. I'm pretty sure there's there, several backhands yeah, on yeah, They're there. They're on the page. But, but even more than that, when you get an actress who's capable of doing and turning your character into what we're getting with Layla, why would you give them less? It's mm. like, I don't know. Friginal character for the whole movie. Um, and make it a sequel and then having to have gene sequences because you realize later that your character's trash without the emotional core that you've now tied squarely and only to a woman mm-hmm. that he can't function. You've put like, okay, you know what? People love and hate Pinocchio for a lot of reasons. But one of the ones and the trope that comes from it that drives me the baddiest is the whole conscience on your shoulder, Jiminy Cricket shit. Because when that gets translated into live action, they turn that conscience Jiminy Cricket core of compassion somehow or another that's antithetical to being masculine. And therefore they will create a whole composite woman with those things that they want their main lead character to have, but somehow they don't think it's manly if he has them inside his body. How does that not offend y'all as guys? Like as grown ass men. I mean, yeah. Does that not, does that not seem weird to y'all? Okay. When you say Uh, that's that's not rhetorical. I mean, does it not seem weird? Y'all are grown ass men. That's why I like talking to you. You're fully felt formed and three dimensional human beings. You're crazy as hell, but you're not sociopaths. You're capable of compassion. You're capable of empathy. All those things reside in you. Would you be completely cool if the whole headcanon comment faithful thing always meant none of the guys were anything other than sociopaths? On screen? I mean, but th- we know that's part of the problem we have on the thing. So for me and Deepon, right. probably no, but like for a lot of people, yes. That's Unfortunately, crazy. I mean, like if you wanted me to give you, if you wanted me to be totally honest, I mean, have you seen America lately? Like, <laughs> it feels like a question you don't want the answer to. Yeah, you don't you know like, 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 you like, know the answer. Do you, right, right. Do you want the, do you want the, do you want the, do you want the, do you want, do you want the, do you want the Chris and Deepom answer or do you want the reality answer? Cause like, would you like us to lie to you? Right. Okay. Okay. I mean, you're, you're just so you know you're not wrong you're not wrong but i'm just saying i'm just saying okay. Okay. reality okay. is um... but i really feel like one of the reasons why there's such a kind of 
ebb and flow to the, oh, I like Moon Knight, but I wish I liked it more, or I'm surprised how much I like it. It has to do with these kinds of things and this kind of dimension. This show is really subtle. I mean, you know, and it, it but it's full. It's like it's chocked full of so many things. But for that to work, you do kind of have to sometimes slow down the pace. You have to have stand up people having conversations and movement. But I think it's been really smart when it's balanced like the action, like the beginning of this episode is them going into the you know, leading to the desert and just as Steven in the car gets comfortable, it's you and me in the open road that was like, okay, we got to walk from here. And he's like, wait, what? Walk. <laughs> so you've got all these different levels, but I just think it would be less fun if it was always just go, 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 and slow down. That's one of the things that we said didn't necessarily help the Northmen. Yeah. I, I think how much they spread that stuff out. Well, I think the thing, and, and we've been saying this since episode one of the Moon Knight, is how much they cram into these, and I don't think they're a whole hour. They're like 45 minutes. How much they yeah. cram this into this? This is episode these, four. This is episode four. That's crazy to me. Oh, that, that's what I'm saying. It's like, when you think about what you get in this episode, because you get, you, you know, you think what happened in the, the previous episode, you get this episode. You literally get Layla and, and, and Steven doing the mummy slash Tomb Raider uh, to, 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 to fall in there. You got Layla finding out more about, from again, from the unreliable narrator, which I also, I also appreciate the fact that she also understood. It wasn't one of those things of, he told me, and so I trust him. No, 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 you're still shit. Like, you're still a piece of shit. What you're going to tell me, I, I can, you, you know, you, what you're trying to do is try to manipulate me. I'm not falling for that bullshit. Mark's a, Mark has something to answer for, but fuck you too, right? We get that. Uh-huh. We get, you know, them uncovering Alexander the Great. They, we get them finding the statue. Uh, we, get, we, get, we get Mark getting shot, right? And, and then we end up in the asylum. And, the, like, there's so much that happens in this episode. So, and, 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 and you get the, and, and there's still the story there, right? And it never feels like, oh, we skipped over a bunch of steps. We skipped over some stuff here. It's like, no, it, it actually flowed and made sense to, to where we got. This episode was stressful. It, it was. It was very stressful. It it was so stressful and so packed, like what you guys are saying, but it also had the space to be subtle. Mm-hmm. The fact that Layla could yell at him and bring Mark out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was no mirror. Yeah. There was yeah. no yeah. fight. There was no argument. There was no negotiation. It was not you. Bring me him. So, all right. Fuck. I'm right. talking <laughs> to you. Right. I was like, oh. He was like, couldn't be happy to get the fuck out of here. Peace. Right. Just like, you know what? I'm gonna go grab a coffee. Y'all go ahead and talk. Mm-hmm. Y'all got some shit to work out. Oh, you want me to translate something on a cartoon? I'm gonna right. be over here. Ooh, she seems mad. Mark. Tag you're in. Yeah. yeah. I've been taking time out the whole time. You're right. You, 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 you asked the whole time and now I'm gonna say yes. You, 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 you know this. what? You, you, you know what, Mark? You know what, Mark? The conversation we had earlier, you were right. How about you go ahead? No 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 not now, not now. Not now, not now. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Because um, that's exactly how that conversation should always go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? So but you're right. You have yeah. that, that subtle moment in there. Like there's it, it's just it's just it, it's interesting to me how they do this. Um I know there's you know, there was, uh, I, I was thinking about this and, and I was going to do a post about it, but you're talking about like the stupid stuff that's going on with, with Netflix and we lost subscribers. So motherfuckers, you guys weren't always going to grow. Like that's, that's dumb, right? And but they did gonna, grow. They grew $7 million. Know, they lost 200,000 subscribers. I know. We're not supposed to be media literate. I know. We I know. take what we're given and react I know. to it. I know. Okay. I know. So, and so they're, 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 they're using that as an excuse to like go, we need to reach prices or we need to cut down on password sharing and the back of my mind i'm going like or you guys can look at all your competition and see that they keep in the news media with some of their shows because they do week by week on some of their shows because you're constantly having like the point of having a show that has a, a a cliffhanger is now fuck now even if i'm not in i fuck i gotta watch right i'm not gonna lie halo's getting me that way right i'm actually not exactly happy with halo right now but it's like Fuck, well, maybe next episode, right? God damn it. All right, I'm, I'm, I'm still be there. It's such a mess. Yeah, it, it's a mess. You and, can't walk away Right, from and, it. I, and, and I'm like, well, well, so well I'm, like, I'm like, well, Netflix, you could, don't do all of them, but like, 
maybe having all your shows bingeable on a weekend so everybody just blinks and they're gone and don't think about them anymore isn't a good method. And you can see that some of the things are happening, right? You're like, well, we talk about, like, all the people that have complaints about Moon, I guess what they're still doing? They're still watching it. Yeah. They're still going to watch but it. Netflix because Netflix has shows that are episodic. I know. I know. I'm just saying more I mean, of them and things I, like that. But, right? I, but I get what you're meaning, especially yeah. when they go heavy. Their genre shows. Right. Their speculative fiction. They, they Archive do 81. Still, yeah, they do. They do full drops. And I personally think if they hadn't dropped Archive 81 fully, Archive 81 how, would have gotten renewed for a second season. How do you because how do you get a show to breathe if you have a cliffhanger? And then you go right into the breathe. Well, like you, we were talking about before about. Um, when we talk about uh, theories and 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 things like, you don't even get a week of that because it's like, oh well, no, I was wrong. <laughs> it's like you just, it's well, like, well, maybe this. Is- so, so their solution has been to to split up a season, like Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. I'm, I I watched that the weekend it came out and I haven't thought about it since. The same thing with uh, Ozark. Mm-hmm. Shows. I am a huge fan of. It. I can't wait for them to come back. But once I watch them, I will be done watching. Right. Know right. But you know what I have? Know. You know what I have rewatched? Invincible. Right. Yep. I, yeah. So I yeah. think that I think giving things to breathe and time, some just kind of sit and live oh, in someone's sure. head, rip free. It also can tend to lead you back to when you're in the mood for something, going back in and watching something right. that you had to watch episodically. And then saying, you know what, I want to watch that again. You don't really necessarily do that with stuff on Netflix. So I do right. get that logic and that rationale. But that's also one of the reasons why I like what people, what Disney did, like mm-hmm. out the gate. They're like, okay, these types of stories are where we're going and what we're going to be doing episodically. It's very smart and sound reasoning going, this shouldn't be just a two-hour movie. We can't yeah. do it justice. But we won't talk about it. Right. Well, also, or, hey, yeah. I've I like this character. Let's build something around this character. Well, also, but it's not yeah. a movie. Well, also, I remember when, when Disney Plus first dropped, and people were like, well, I'm going to get it, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cancel. And then they were like, oh, you, you are? All right, cool. Five weeks from now, we're going to drop a Star Wars uh, Star Wars episode, mm-hmm. Sonic show. Well, then I'll cancel after that. Mm-hmm. Well, then five weeks after that, we're going to drop another Marvel show. Mm-hmm. Well, then I'll cancel after that. Next thing you know, you're, you're stuck. You're already in. They got you. You're in. Mm-hmm. I'm not leaving. Like, to be honest, it's not, even, it's, it's not even Disney Plus that got me. I was thinking about this. You know what really got me? CBS All Access. CBS, CBS All, All Access. Access started that shit, and I was I would talk about how terrible that interface was. We were joking about CBS All Access, but they kept me going because they had Star Trek fucking Discovery, and they were dropping it week to week. And I kept going. No, 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 no. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna cancel. And I, sometimes I would, and then I bring it back. And then after a while, I was just like, fuck, trying to cancel and bring it back. No, you fuck canceled. It. I was on your password. Yeah, yeah. I text you because yeah. my dumbass. Yeah. started watching the damn good fight exactly. and that show about right. women who kill that yeah. nobody was talking about yeah. and was just sitting in the yeah. queue. I'm like, what is this? Yeah. And they got me because mm-hmm. they started it opposite a week that Star Trek mm-hmm. dropped. Yep. So the Star Trek was done. I didn't have nothing, nothing else to watch for the whole week. I'm like, well, I'll see what this is. Right. Lucy Liu is in it. Right. Play. And, 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 that's, and, that's how, and, and it's and a that, whole show about bitches yeah. across decades killing motherfuckers. I and, was and, and this and this and this is how they get you and right and so like mm-hmm. I said it's just one of those things that I was thinking about when I was watching Moon Knight and stuff like that it's like they've been doing this like because after this after Moon Knight stops you're gonna get like what a week maybe two and then Obi Wan start uh, you know the Obi Wan show yep. starts it's like they, and then after that it's gonna be Miss Marvel I'm like there yo they got you're not canceling Disney Plus is a homosexual <laughs> you had a one night stand woke up the next morning this motherfucker made you breakfast you still now here? you got a key to your right. house and right. all your shit his how shit did, is in your clock how did this happen how would why are you still you here? got a boyfriend right how you're in a relationship <laughs> talking about some hey at at, at um my, my parents are coming over this weekend so make sure I'm like what are how did we get here what is this and i was like yeah why yeah. are you still here because of this and you're like oh yeah no every single time <laughs> you ask why are you still here next thing you know he done made lunch mm-hmm, then mm-hmm. he made dinner mm-hmm, he ironed mm-hmm, your clothes mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah just yeah so oh uh, you got <laughs> used to it nigga show back up with groceries <laughs> yeah, that's disney plus <laughs> disney plus I'm sorry. I just talking to a friend of mine who's had yeah. this situation. She's like, I think I have a boyfriend now. Well, I don't know how it happened. And I was like, yeah, I know how it happened. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about this ending. Um, 
I love the fact that you know, m- you know, Mark finds uh, Steven and they, uh, you know, you know, Tima, we gotta, we gotta stick together. When they see that third cop gets moved, and it's like, no, I'm not gonna open that one. I'm gonna let that one. I'm gonna, you know what? You know what? Let's leave that one there. I don't know what that is about. We're just gonna keep walking. Let's just go to the door at the end of this. Thing. <laughs> Um, when they did the pan from the sarcophagus to them in the hallway and mm-hmm. then back to sarcophagus, I said, mm-hmm. y'all are assholes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, but, I mean, true. But at the same time, it's like, all right, I can only deal with this. I just got used to Steven. I don't know if I'm ready for whatever the fuck this is. <laughs> so I'm going to keep it moving. I don't know who this person is. So we're just going to, we're going to keep walking. Um, but I think, like you said, this is straight from, um, the beginning of Jeff Lumiere's, ooh, what was that, 2016 run? Mm-hmm. I think so, 2016. Mm. Um, yeah. r- right from there, going like, well, maybe, maybe I am crazy. Maybe this isn't real. Um, and then we get the very end, and we're like, no, 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 it definitely, definitely. Oh, definitely but it's, it's really it. smart because it, like, it's, we're, it's episode four when they lead you to the number one of the 2016 run. Mm-hmm. And you're like, how long was Mark running around New York as a superhero? It's just one of them questions they throw out, actually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, what else you guys got? Oh, uh, how many? How much usage of the mirrors they had? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like the one stand-up mirror where they're all in the. I'm like, mm. and the two are kind of looking at the third, like, what the fuck is you doing here? Mm-hmm. I was like, how did? That like just the slight difference of angles and the slight different versions of shock, irritation, and slightly you know homosadacity in that last picture. It was like this is it's real slick, but I I mean there wasn't like a QR code this time around. But I don't. Really I mean think I think that, <laughs> because it's like they could just said go to issue one. <laughs> yeah, go to right. issue one. And this whole right. episode is like the, the the explainer for all the different things you've seen. But I think the thing that was really the biggest for me, right as it led up to the end, was I'm looking at my notes because there's so much here, and we could be here all day, and y'all would just hang up on me. It's Layla, where she was like, you know, gives you this idea. First of all, like that, you know, pulling back in the Turkish delights because clearly everyone has Turkish delights when they're in, in a, a Saint Asylum. Mm-hmm. But the part where she says we won the bingo and then she's like, I promise to share it with you this time mm-hmm. and then runs off. <laughs> really. It's just like one of those little subtle things. And it brings into the thing with me. I don't know whether or not we should call Layla a Tomb Raider because she was very clear about the fact she reclaims and returns. Right. Artifact. Which is another good thing. Trust it, her. The, the... Oh, here we go. Do I you trust, trust Layla? Yeah. I don't trust anybody. Someone accused her of being a thief. She says, no, I, I, is that selling just, selling some Selena Kyle shit? Like, no, no, no. I just take things and move to other places. Like, I don't know. Maybe she is what she is, says she is, but maybe Mark's so conscious in this white space knows something about Layla. I think I think it I think that I think it speaks very I thought that was the best way to point out there is zero reliability in any narrator in Moon Knight. So well, no, I don't trust anybody. But there are aspects of Layla, that's not the wet place where my distrust falls with her. Because she openly admits she's like, and sometimes I sell things to, you know, finance other things. She doesn't play like she's doing anything altruistically. She's fully enmeshed in the black market. Right. She's the one that, with the connection to Majapur. Right. Her. Right. That's, yeah. Listen, <laughs> I was gonna say, me, she, don't make me lodge a complaint with the manager. She's definitely a thief, but it's one of those things of like, well, what's the, you know, where's the, you know, I, the, the law would consider me a thief, but I'm just giving it back to where it belongs. Like, and I might keep some things on the side, right? You know, but. Yeah, but like, where's the line? But I do think that there are some very open questions. And I think Mark, le- not even quite so subconsciously, recognizes that something is off with Layla. Mm-hmm. Like, you know. I mean, she's got, she got connections, like you said, she's got connections to the black market. 
He's a mercenary. Nobody's got really clean hands here. So let's right. not. And she well, knew well, how to find him with the quickness. Well, not, when he well, well not only that, but remember, if even it, it's not just because, you know, she's got a mind of her own that, um, and it's definitely not that, that Conchu's looking at her to be a replacement avatar, right? There's got to be some other things that she's going through that Conchu would think that would make her a good avatar. Because he doesn't pick people that are... Conscious, um, yeah, right. He doesn't pick people Conscious that are... Conchu picks yeah. ruthless people. Well, not only, just, not only just that, but people that can kind of be broken because Conchu's an asshole. So it's... There's... there's it, she's not... She can't be all the way there. There's clearly some other things that she's got there. Right. Uh, that, that but I always missing. thought... I thought the way they played it on the show kind of put it in like a a different kind of light with respect to Kanchu jumping avatars. His avatars end up broken up, probably because Kanchu is a lot to deal with. Yeah. But I feel like part of this is also one of the reasons why he looks at Layla is because I like this like he got a little bit of there can be only one and I haven't found it yet. And I think it's her. I think she's the one who can do <laughs> maybe, this and maybe, not break. Maybe this is the first maybe I won't break this one. <laughs> yeah, I really think that he's like. I don't think. I think. I think. I think we could come to an agreement. I, I think. I think that one won't break. I, I like that. Yeah, yeah. But I do think that's a, a certain kind of element of that because he's pretty clear, even though we don't do the origin story, that he cut a deal with Mark, and Mark was an avatar of opportunity. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you know, Harrow had to go. Because he was starting to like his job a little too much. And he was probably doing things, not necessarily just because Contra said so, but he was probably out here doing some shit and then saying, oh, it's because my, it's because I, it's because of Conchu. And he was just killing murky motherfuckers and blaming it on his guy. I, I think that that'd be a very, 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 very generous reading of Conchu. I'm not, Conchu I'm not saying, listen, I didn't say that Conchu don't want like to go. I don't, I'm not saying that he's, I'm not doing that. I'm just saying, I like the way that they played that with a little bit more subtlety as to what's the real difference between Khonshu and Amet. You know, is it just that one wants to just remove the option off the board? The other is willing to wipe out you and your entire family because one of y'all fucked up. I, I, I like how they played those different level sets, but I also like the way that they're very careful about how they play and then how they talk about DID. Like, you know, they're very subtle and very careful to separate out some of the things they're doing from this man having a mental illness. Like when Steven is talking about, you know, he's like, you need me for this. Don't turn this into a suicide mission. He's like, oh, well, it's in here. Muscle memory. Right. And Mark is like, I'm, I don't think that's how it works. <laughs> right. We've seen this before. Even when you put the suit on, um, dude, yeah. you can't fight for shit. So, no, it definitely doesn't work that way. So yeah, they're they're very careful to keep that outside of how they are talking about somebody or talking about mental illness. And that's one of the things I would like to know what people who been who have DID or who have any kind of issues feel about how they're handling it on screen and in the story. But just as somebody who's watching it who doesn't know anything about those things, I don't feel like they're being really trophy. I don't feel like they're knee-jerking. And I think the juxtaposition to his desire to have Layla and us getting to see her in three dimensions in Technicolor, who she is as a person versus a former Avatar Haro and what Arthur is up to, I think that speaks very smartly that they've created a divide between these two things in a way that at least respects the fact that we are not talking about this being him being broken because of his DID. Well, we talked about, like, yeah, we talked about yeah, in like the that. corner that there, the, 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 the way the comic started was basically Steven and, and, and Jake were just not even personalities. They were just, you know, cover covers for, for Mark. They were aliases. And then somehow all of a sudden he becomes, it's DID because I had all these aliases and things like that. And it's like, that's not how that fucking works. And they've changed that in more recent comics. I think it's, isn't it the, I think it's the, is it the Lemire run where they're basically like, hey, you know, uh, conjure a person when he was younger and, and it's more on the lines of it's, it's the, it, it's him being chosen by Conchu that kind of led down that path. And they're, they're even changing that and what they were doing 
here so far from what we're seeing is that he's already had the mental illness, right? And it's not, like you said, it's, it's not just because, well, I had different, different aliases and that just, you know, somehow made me, you know, uh, uh, I, I changed and I, and I changed between the two of them and I, and I know what each of them was doing. Like, yeah, the, the comics are very weird in how they handle that after having gone and read them. They never really, they just, they show you, the show was slow descending into madness a little bit here. Here you have somebody who already has that, that illness and it's, it's, it's a, you know, it's, they're divorced from each other, right? You can't just wake yeah, up and say, as, yeah. the madness has zero things to do with the fact that he is right. DID. And exactly. I appreciate that. And I think right. that's really smart. And I think it helps at the end when we get our final hippo goddess. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> what? We going to talk about the end now? I realized I dragged us I away agreeing. from it. I was just trying to say. I was, I was agreeing. I thought that the hippo goddess was a great little put at the end because up until the point where he pulls Steven out of the casket, it feels almost like that Buffy episode where it's like, oh, all yeah. this happened in your head. And it's a, it's a one-off in the series, and it's a very interesting way it could have been done, but making that kind of moment have more weight here was a really, really... If it wasn't... If you didn't know it was a six-issue... Or six-issue. Six-episode miniseries, you might be very, very taken aback with what you saw. All right. Yeah. Right. Well, maybe I'm not... Well, again, like, once you pull Steven out, you're like... Because even up to that point, you're still like... You've seen some things in the mirror. You've seen some things. You're still like, wait, are they really? How far are they gonna go with this? But then he pulls Steven out, and you're like, oh, okay, no, 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 no. Clearly, um, yeah, yeah. Clearly, we're going down a path. And then you see a hippo goddess at the end, and you're like, no, that definitely is okay. We're this is definitely uh an other world. This is definitely somewhere we are. Um, it's not an asylum. Oh, for sure not. Oh, no. Yeah, it's a game. I mean, you're getting scammed. Somebody wants something from you. Mm-hmm. Somebody mm-hmm. needs you to let go of something somewhere else. That's why I like the whole subtlety thing where they showed us the cane uh, of Arthur Kane when he's, quote, the doctor, but then you look into the mirror mm-hmm. and you look in it, uh, you know, his feet behind walk the desk. a mile in my bloody glass shoes. <laughs> and the pants of the Arthur in his, quote, real world. So yeah, and then you know the 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 the, the I can't remember the Egyptian name for the the vases that are on the counter in the back and who they represent over in the corner of the white right before he loses his mind and beats the hell out the two you know FBI agents who are now nurses in the asylum and I think it's ironic where everybody showed up in the asylum and who they showed up as and what quote side they were on there too mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. So I love all those things, but I'm telling you, seeing Twilight at the end of this, I really was the Leo um, meme where he leans forward and points to the screen. I screamed a little. Because mm-hmm. y'all know who that is, right? That goddess? Y'all know who the, you know who the giant hippo goddess is? Who is it? You don't know who Twilight is? Or you just... The listeners me? might not, so you should probably tell them. That was me. Oh, I'm sorry. You were trying <laughs> to be helpful and a good co-host. Oh, <laughs> my bad. <laughs> okay. Hey, I hate you. Great. <laughs> a friend to me. I am a terrible friend. I have... That was amazing. <laughs> We're terrible people. Uh, like, it's terrible. Okay, so this is God who's usually known for birth and fertility. But at the point in time that they're talking about of the last known location of Mark slash Stephen in the tomb, she is a funeral deity who is directly responsible for who ended up coming out on top uh, between Harrow and Set. Up to and including she held somebody down while the other one, like, you know, marked them. She also has to do with life and regeneration. And what did Mark and Stephen lose when Moon Knight got put in a statue? Yeah, they died now, right? Um, yeah. So, well, they actually—I mean, technically, he should be because he got shot in the chest, and then well, no, I mean, so he should. I mean, he be fell dead in the dirty water next to Alexander the Great. We don't know how that's going to turn out. Mm-hmm. 
but yeah, so she was worshipped as a fertility dollar. She's uh, regenerative powers, but to our point, she's also considered to be the ideological antithesis of Emmet. So when you talk about who's kind of essential to determining who ends up on that big, huge wall of gods in their little statues in Overvoid, what are you talking about to work? Who? But was what was the what what was the god that remember there was one of the gods in episode three that seemed more friendly to um, uh-huh. Kanshi. Who was that? You mean the one who went to go stand behind the big head of the hippo? Okay, I couldn't remember if that was the same one. I couldn't. I, that's what I was saying. <laughs> I couldn't remember. I, that's why, and that's why I thought. But I was like, I just wanted to make sure because yep. I couldn't remember. So. That's her. Got you. So that and that makes that's sense. Her. And that makes sense. It's so. very, very dangerous. She's dangerous. Oh, yes. It's also why when she decided to speak and the uh, other god was like talking over and she cut her eye and everybody shut up for a minute. Mm-hmm. That's why. You know, mm-hmm. and it's a deep irony. Hippos are the most dangerous creatures in the world. Oh yeah, no, no. Hippos, hippos look. They always see. I always see the videos of the the baby hippos and things like that. You know, at the zoos, and I'm like, mm-hmm. but those things grow up to be murder, 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 murder cows. cows. Yeah, they're murder cows. Like you've seen the videos of the grown, you know, murder cows swimming, in, trying to, you know, take down boats and things like that. So yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. Hippos are. I know it looked cute on on the screen at the end, but like that's not no, nope, 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 nope. I'm just nope. saying, you know, if. There happens to be at some point later a plushie of Howard, like from episode one in the museum. Oh, you know they will ex- exist. I accept gifts. You know, Marvel will. They'll turn that into one. <laughs> I'm just saying uh, now. I I accept gifts. Um. If that all right. Plushie becomes a thing. <laughs> Anything else for this episode before we wrap it up? No. I was just gonna say, you know, yes, you know, she she has a problem with cult, and there may in fact be somebody who should be worried about that. Uh, you mean the guy yes. who has a giant Victor cult? Von G. Right, <laughs> the guy who's giant, who's got the giant cult, who they're as they kill and d- disembowel people to fill into yeah, you know, like, like bro, you laugh, but like doing all this reading for the character corner, you know how many issues Arthur Harris has up in. It's one. Mm-hmm. It's like 12 panels. Mm-hmm. And you're telling me you hired Ethan Hawke to play a nigga who appears in 12 panels. Okay. Listen, you know what? If you did, shout out to your casting team. That's the crazy thing, right? It's like, I hear you, but on the other hand, I'm like, that's something, yeah, that's that's something that they would do. Like, <laughs> that's the thing that's so crazy <laughs> about it. Is- Yo. Do you really think that they don't have a list somewhere just sits around and watches all these it's, dumbass it's, interviews it's, and writes down the name of everyone who says they'd love to play a superhero or a comic book character? It's the, that's, it's, that's, the like, that's the thing is that not only is it obviously like you're playing these large, this is literally why you get in acting, to play the roles of God. Like, that's why you do it. You don't do it to play Norm who can't get a job. That sounds boring as shit. You play it to do something like this. And then secondly, the words out of how much fun they'll have on set. Yeah. The words out that making these is actually fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 it Somebody really is one of those. him a teaser and a comic. And this ex mocking a nerdy junkie was like, yeah. It's it really is like that Rick and Morty Sagittarian Scammers episode. It's like, you know, did they really hire him to do this? No. Or did they? No, they did. Or did I, they? I mean, you know, it's just it's like it's like going back and forth. It's like, where is it? You're like, I don't know. I can't tell you. I, know, but maybe. I, I can't tell you if they would, because like at this point, they've reached a level where they could do it, and we just be mm-hmm. like, all right, oh, fuck. Okay, you got us. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was a good. It was a good, mm-hmm. good get, good get, man. Good, Ooh, fuck, man. You've done it. Or or they come out and be like, no, 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 seriously, it was something else. And you're like, son of a bitch, you guys did do that shit. Like, either way, you're just like, you crazy sons of bitches. Ugh. Hmm. Listen, I mean, how many people really, truly, honestly thought when we were in phase one, we'd ever get to hear? No one. No. Anyone says yes, a liar. No. Or Kevin. No. 
Yeah, right. right. Okay, we know. And even, even, it, 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 even him, I feel, I feel like if you get him drunk enough, you say, he's like, Oof, man, I can't believe we did that shit. I mean, I know we had the plan, but no, fuck. The, the, the thing is, I think, I think he believes it before he had a plan. Right. Yeah, but I think if you got him drunk enough, he was like, man, I was just talking. Right, right, they right. Kept, he's like, but they kept giving me money. Spielberg said, Spielberg said you couldn't make a billion dollars with a talking raccoon. I said, eat shit. And here we are. Right. Uh, right. He's like, I was just, he's like, I was just, like, they just kept giving me money. I really feel like if you got him drunk or high enough, they got him into that state of uh, radical honesty he'd be like they just i was like i'd say crazy shit nobody's told me no so far so (laughs) he's like they just let me keep doing stuff he's like i pulled a dude who's in a single issue and got one of the biggest most talented character actors to play that dude i can i bet he just is around but i can do All right. Um, and, and, and I can't. Yeah, I can't say he's wrong. Yeah. No. No. Definitely. Because um, we 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 might hype him up, but he keeps coming through. So I'm with it. Two more episodes left. Uh, look, I'm really looking forward to them. Um, yeah. So. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm I I'm not officially fans of Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead. Yes. I just want to say that. Yes. Um. All right. So. We'll be back next week talking about Moon Knight. Um, also, the episode for, because uh, Flash was on, on break this week, I do have the Flash episode from previous episode. I just haven't put it out yet. Uh, so next week we'll be back with the Flash and uh, Moon Knight. And oh, gosh, you know, I'm, I heard somebody said that they, there was more killing in, in Halo uh, the last episode. So we'll see. But like, uh, man, they, um, they, they were, we, We'll be back for episodes five and six for that one next week. Too, Listen, so. we are in for at least like the, the full, whole the, run yeah, the, of the, season yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna finish. They got us. They again, got us again. I I still got to finish um uh Snowpiercer, so I can't say too much about Halo at this point because like I I still got Snowpiercer. So um, but yeah. So stay tuned. We'll be back. Uh, and um, now you turned into a sad Sunday. Hey, what's not? No, because we're not. We're done. So uh, we're gonna enjoy the rest of our Saturday or Sunday. Uh, so uh, yep. Make sure you guys subscribe. Super Tuesday recap. iTunes, Stitcher, Radio, Spotify, and we'll be back soon. Until next time, we're out of here. Peace. Peace.